this is a topic I probably will bore the fuck out of you on because I talk about it all the time. And the reason is that your values are your guideposts and life is fucking wild. Making decisions for some people is excruciating. For others of us, it is way too easy and we do crazy ass things all the time. Most of you are going to land somewhere in between that. <laughs> but values are our guideposts. And once we get a handle on what is most important to us now, because values will evolve, it enables us to make incredibly powerful decisions in our lives, hopefully at a cadence that actually impacts your life. Because I'm sure you can relate to the that thing that you ummed and odd over for ages to the point where it actually stopped mattering. Uh, like, you know, the tip, like classic, like I'm going to leave my job or I'm going to leave this partner and then they fire you and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> that's, that's cause we weren't really in alignment with our values. And so hopefully I'll start at the beginning here and I've just gone through this exercise myself, uh, after that fabled year, which I'm not even going to say, cause honestly, we should be doing this exercise regularly, but a lot of things changed. Right. And what was most important to us, we may have been become uh, starkly aware of that actually not being the most important thing. And it's not to say that it wasn't before. I know I think a lot of people, um, especially if you were really driven career-wise, income-wise, um, if you were keeping up with the Joneses in terms of going out, looking good, being fit, uh, if climbing that ladder of getting the title or the income or the influence or the metrics, a lot of that got taken away from us. And it enabled us to see why we were, why we felt like those things were so important to us and really start to understand in this moment now what is most important to us. And yeah, as a result, lots of relationships ended both inter, you know, both like partners. And I mean, I can't tell you how many of my friends are no longer with the person they were with, whether it was a 10 year, 20 year, 40 year marriage um, or like dating for three months, whatever. Um, gosh, let me get off the soapbox real quick and get back to values. So first, firstly, like, so Ray Dalio wrote this book called Principles, which I think is fascinating. And he suggests that, firstly, Ray Dalio is a, a badass. He suggests that when you're a principled person, when you live life by your principles, these are overarching parameters that will never change. You're essentially born with these principles, or perhaps you've, you've adopted these principles for so long that they now become lifelong commitments. And I just don't really prescribe to the lifelong commitment thing at all anywhere. I think we should commit to ourselves first and foremost. And if you're on the path of continual improvement and development, you are going to change and evolve. And believe me, I, used to think everyone was a stupid liar because of this idea that we need to commit and we need to be consistent over all other things. And then I realized, in fact, if you want to grow and change and evolve, then you cannot be consistent and committed to the same things forever. And all that needs to happen is a little acknowledgement and awareness around that process. But in fact, no one is a stupid liar. Most of the time, people are quite integrous in the moment, but the next moment things can change. 
Knowing your values will very much help you filter those situations. So if honesty, integrity, authenticity are things that you align with, how can others and you show up in a manner that serves? So this is where, you know, principles, as an example, honesty and integrity for me, I mean, I think are still really important. I just have a kind of different perspective on them, but understanding that just that, that I like being honest can mean one thing. And as you grow and evolve, it can all, it turn into more like authenticity. So th- those two words have a slightly different connotation for me. So our values allow us to live life in a manner that feels good and makes sense. And when you get off track, when you start hanging on to a concept like honesty, you're fucking white knuckling it. When what you're really seeking is authenticity, it's that's when you kind of know when you're getting super frustrated, when you're getting resentful, when you start blaming others, when you feel like you're stuck, when you start to lose interest and or passion and or joy in your work. It doesn't mean like you're fucking up and everything sucks. It means you probably need to go back to your values. And if you've never done this exercise before, welcome. This will change your life. So uh, usually when I step this out with people for the first time, I tell them just to look at Brene Brown when she wrote her book, Dare to Lead. She created a PDF. You can just Google Brene Brown PDF values. Some of us, I'd certainly relate to this, are much more like stuck in our heads, very sort of intellectual, super ego driven. Others of us are incredibly emotional. We feel it first. Oftentimes we can even feel what other people are feeling before they do. So for those you feelers, this value exercise is going to be a little bit easier because you're going to be able to come up with this massive list of everything that's like all of the words that really represent what's most important to you. Freedom, fun, joy, passion, authenticity, impact, service, et cetera. Those of us who are a little bit headier, more intellectual, we're probably going to think of it more in terms of goals and we're going to kind of need to drill into it. So that's why I suggest go look at a list of values online. There are plenty. I have one. Hit me up. So you're going to, you're going to start with this kind of massive list. And what you'll notice is when you start to try to will it down and you're going to probably struggle to even circle like a a minimum of 10, we're going to get this list down to three, maybe five at most. Again, some of us are are probably going to approach this a little bit differently. You might have more of a phrase. That's totally fine. There's no one right way of doing this. The point is what we're really trying to do is create some focal points for our values moving forward. And so if you have things like trust, authenticity, honesty, commitment, consistency, those might all roll up into something. For me, it's authenticity. Uh, As an example, one of my other top values is adventure. The reason I picked adventure is because it means like you're going to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You are, things are not going to go according to plan. And that's actually where like the fun and the story and the learning comes from. Adventurous is fun. It is spontaneous. It is like flexible. It is adaptable. It is dexterous. It is skillful. It is connective. So it's, it's community, it's learning, it's education, it's expansion, it's growth, it's development. So all of those things kind of roll up into adventurous for me. So when you start to look at this massive list, it's not about limiting. It's actually about finding that parent word that is really going to encompass all of, all of the things in that particular category. Um, 
So another way of kind of looking at this as well is, you know, so there's about, I mean, this, this is debatable for sure, but, and you can, you can, again, there's a million resources. I, for me, it's the wheel of life, which came from my IPEC training. You know, you're looking at like seven different quadrants of your life. So work, family, community, spirituality, health, finances, impact service, something on that level. Right. So then you can kind of also like say, like, what are the most important things in each one of those quadrants? And again, you're going to be whittling this list down to three to five different words or potentially phrases. So once you have your values, they, they present as a filter, everything you're thinking about doing everything you potentially want, the relationships in your life, the, the professional commitments in your life, how you're going to approach your health and wellness your community, your service. If you even give a shit about service, like <laughs> if you're listening to this, you probably do. Your values are going to start to act like a filter. You are then able, you know, what, where to from here in terms of my work? Where should I be growing my business? What new products or services should I be thinking about? How am I networking? How am I, how am I approaching my business development? Your values are going to inform that. If an opportunity arises and you're kind of umming and awing about it, you're not really sure, you might not have quite practiced that instinctual knowing of this is a yes, or this is a no. We'll talk about that in another episode. Your values are how you start to practice that. My, my top four, my values, this is my personal values. I've actually done this exercise for my financial values in business. I used to have different values for personal and business. And then I just rolled it all up because really the whole reason I'm doing what I do is, is to honor me. (laughs) And I'm fine with that. So fun, freedom, excellence, and adventure. Uh, fun actually got pulled out from adventure because adventures aren't always fun, right? But if I choose to find the fun in everything that I'm doing, it changes my entire perspective. So that's fun is not like, I want to be like playing and laughing and joyful. Fun is actually a challenge for me to find the advantage in every situation, no matter what. So really great example of how our values can frame our world. An an example that I like to use is I work with this massive accounting firm because I'm a fucking psycho and I have, I don't, I have like eight different LLCs and two different corporations. I do, I, I start, I do all of them myself. (laughs) Um, I live in a state Well, I used to live in a state. I'm now gypsy, but when all of my businesses exist in the state where you can set up the, the corporate structure quite easily. It's super cheap. You can be your own agent. So California and New York, like, like put your fingers in your ears and go, la, 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 la. Uh, I, I'm super rogue. I know enough about accounting and bookkeeping and finance to be dangerous. So I work with a really big firm. Yeah. I mean, at first it was probably like I, I bit off way more than I can chew. And um, so after a couple of years with them, oh, also like I was, I had international income. <laughs> Like I was filing taxes in two different countries. It was wild. Multiple entities in multiple states, both in another country and in this country. It was like my my accountant who I had hired when I first started working here after like filing my taxes the first year, she was like, no, <laughs> no. I was, I explained all of that. I am very, you know, after however many businesses, 38, I know who I work well with. I know how I work. I am not ashamed of how I do things. It is in my mess and creative spontaneity and willingness to say yes to anything that the magic occurs. So I let people know you are like stepping into a cyclone of crazy in terms of business. And here are, you know, here are all my accounting systems. Here are all my files. Let's, let's try and figure this out. 
And so after three years of like continually late, late filed taxes, I had a come to Jesus moment and I wanted to fire them. And as anyone knows, if you've ever switched over accountants, it's a complete nightmare. The same with accounting systems and even just banking. And so we don't, right? Like we just stay in this shitty situation and continually complain about it and nothing changes. I had done my research, gotten a couple other eyes in terms of my chart of accounts and books and how things were structured and talked to some lawyers. And and it's a great way of just sort of exploring. You talk to other people. And, you know, the resounding issue is accountants are really, really good at being accountants. And I own a a financial consulting firm. So I I live this life every day. You know, not so great in terms of business advising, uh, big picture strategy. They will answer your very, very specific questions. But, you know, you might need to be at a a point where you need to seek different advice, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to fire my accountants. Kind of long, boring story. Thanks for for still listening. Woohoo! And, you know, I went through my list of values. Are they excellent? In fact, they are. I just was, I just was thinking I might not be the right fit for this. Am I having fun? No, I feel like a stupid idiot. I feel frustrated all the time. Is this adventurous? Yes. I don't know what's going to happen. I took a big leap of faith, even working with these guys. I went to my next value, which was authenticity. Have I expressed my frustration and concern in a manner that communicates my needs and asks and like essentially puts the onus on them? Like, help me fix this problem. This is the third year. This has felt like a complete nightmare and my taxes have gotten filed late. How can we address this? I kind of, I was like a 50, 50 on my values, right? Which isn't a clear yes or no, but I knew, you know, one of the reasons was that I hadn't been fully authentic. So I drafted this email and I reached out to my account manager and I just said, look, here are the bullet points. Here are my points of frustration. I fully own this could, this is probably me. As you know, I'm super rogue. I set up all of my businesses. I keep all of my own books. I did at the time. I have continually said, help me understand how to do this better. And if I am just simply the not, not the right fit for you guys, let's just, let's call this what it is. Now it turns out they had gone from a couple thousand clients to over 10,000 clients. They hired a success manager. So I got sort of escalated. They waived a bunch of my fees they gave me access to their bookkeeping department to go through all of my different businesses and chart of accounts and bookkeeping practices to align me better with how they do business. It's not that I was doing it wrong, which is my always my go-to. And it wasn't that they were doing it wrong. And we were perhaps an ill fit if we kept doing the same thing over and over again. But essentially, and also like I had been giving them, uh, I had been giving them all of my filings essentially late in the game. And so for someone as complex as me, essentially like I could get started on that timeline sooner and they could help me align my systems better with theirs. And so in doing that, firstly, I felt really well taken care of. I asked for what I needed. They gave me what I needed and they were really, really nice about it. So fun, excellent, adventurous, authentic, all yeses. We worked out a better timeline and what I needed to do in advance to be in better alignment with them. So I felt better about it. And then I got an obscene refund. So they had gone back through all five years of my businesses at that time. And although the the three years since I had worked with them had been a nightmare and I had paid pretty significant taxes, 
the refund that I got after going through that process with them was like a year's worth of income. And it just really showed me how using your values, I would have, I would have totally fired them had I not used my values as a filter. And because I stuck to my guns and really honored what is most important to me, the results were obscene. They were insane. And they like, now I have a, a much, much better relationship. It's February, it's the end of February, whenever you're listening to this and everything's done. I've got all of my tax filing sorted. Um, I'm not going to get an obscene refund, but that's okay. <laughs> that's how you can use values as a filter. Anytime you're committed to growth and development, your values are also guideposts. Uh, I talked a little bit about this in a different episode, but in terms of goal setting and visioning and strategy, sometimes we can feel a little bit lost sometimes. Okay. Fucking all the time. We can feel totally lost in that comes fear. And from fear, we get cloudy. We lack any ability to see past our own nose. Uh, your values will be the, the hermit's lantern in the dark. They will illuminate at least far enough to enable you to take one step further. So if you are completely in the dark, look to your values. Where to from here? What would one step further look like if I was able to check all four or five of these boxes off in terms of your values? And I'm a big believer, you definitely need to test this for yourself. But if it's not 75% yes, it's a no. I make incredibly impetuous decisions. I don't know if you follow human design, like everything up from my throat chakra is like completely closed. <laughs> like I, if I don't check myself, every decision is made from my ego and from my brain. I am incredibly rash. I rarely spend even five minutes thinking about completely life-changing decisions. I actually have to like check myself often, especially when it comes to financial investments. And especially when it comes to, let's just say relocating, uh, like my decision to move to Australia was made in five minutes. My decision to move back to the United States was made in five minutes. My decision to get into every single business I've ever gotten into and make multiple six figure investments is typically made in five minutes. I do not <laughs> advise that. It has also resulted in six figure losses and a lot of pain and anguish that I could have. I don't know that I could have avoided it. I, I also deal with pain and anguish quite well. So perhaps pain and anguish from the others that have witnessed or been a part of some of my uh, bigger meltdowns. My values, my values are always kind of in check with that. And it helps me when I'm like sitting on the floor, ugly crying, thinking that like the world is about to end. I can go back to my values and go, well, I didn't abandon what is most important to me. And like always, I will be able to get up off this floor when I am ready and keep, keep sticking to my guns. What I love about values is when I am umming and awing about something, they enable me to go fuck yes or fuck no. And when I'm stuck in something that I'm unsure of if I should stay, my values also inform me that this is a stick it out, figure this out, find the advantage in this, in this challenge, or like, it's time to call it. You've done everything that you can. There is no regrets in this situation and it's simply time to move on. Yeah. That's how values provide me with direction, especially in the dark. The other thing that I'm really, really leaning on my values for recently, and this is, this has been because we were like not allowed to gather in large numbers or leave our houses for an extensive period of time. And when you are in 
small business and business ownership committed to this path of continual development and growth. It is through connection that that happens. So suddenly, you know, I'm stuck behind a computer in a very small room trying to figure out how to find new business opportunities in multiple different businesses. I mean, far out, if you join any of those online groups that are like small business united or, you know, omnipresent retail, you're going to, you're in a room with like sometimes 50,000 other people. I've not found that to be very effective, but what I have found to be, gosh, it's just the, been the easiest way of growing and connecting with others that I've ever experienced is by using my values. So I can join groups where people share like-minded values and interests and have genuine conversations with people. And it, the goal not to being to grow my business, the goal being to grow connection, to learn, and to essentially like double down on my values. If having fun and being adventurous and and excellent and authentic is important to me, surrounding myself with other people who feel the same just creates more of that in my experience. And so I found a ton of different communities that I can show up. I can be myself. I am learning. I am getting deep into things that I find fascinating that others are way, way more experienced and expert at than me and vice versa. I have something of expertise to offer to these communities and it's, it's fun. I'm meeting people from all around the world, not on social media through platforms like discord, signal, telegram, even Slack connecting with people because we're, we're after the same thing. Lunch club. That's a new one I've been playing with as well. And, you know, there's some, there's some, some super, what's the right word? Like elitist groups out there, things like YPO and Vistage, Techstars, you know, these, these, these groups that, that filter based on firstly financial gain, you have to pay an exorbitant amount of money to join. It attracts a bunch of people who are obsessed with external validation. So, you know, your vanity metrics on social um, top line revenue, which is completely bullshit. Like if your company grosses a hundred million a year, like what are they spending to make that? You know, being a, at a certain leadership position by a certain age, like who gives a fuck? So yeah, like you can join those groups and you know feel like you're part of some elite fucking club that purposefully keeps people out. I feel the same way about frats and sororities, to be honest. So apologies if if any of this is triggering you. If you're in any of these groups, I get their value. Like I witnessed this, my whole family went to a very elite university and I've seen how, how that has advantaged them in their lives. Like I look at my little brother and his friends are all obscenely wealthy, you know, that they're diplomats, they are CEOs, they are, uh, government officials, like, and so I get it. I get how that networking advantages you. I'm just not sure that's it, it just really depends on your values, right? I digress because it's not about it's not about other people's values. It's about your values. It's about my values. It's about how we can connect over shared values. So values have been an invaluable to me. I didn't even mean to use the name of the podcast there, but or this episode. Values help me connect with other people. I am super intense if you haven't figured it out. I swear like a f- drunken fucking pirate. I am there's a lot about me that makes it really easy for my brain to say, 
you will not be able to find a group or a community of people that you can relate to and vice versa. And you're always going to kind of be like the weirdo outlier on the outside. And um, while I've embraced that about me, I still need to grow my businesses and I need to put myself into places where I am discovering new points of connection and opportunity. And my values point me in the right direction. And they also enable me to discern when and where I'm not in the right place. A pivotal moment for me in terms of values. I was at a Tony Robbins event. I'm big into business hacking. And I learned this when I moved overseas and I realized I was starting my own company and then another company. And I needed to look at, I had no idea how to do it. I'd never done these things before. So I thought, well, I'll find people that I think are doing this really, really well. And actually this was a great values exercise as well. They were doing it in a way that I wanted to do it. I felt like they were presenting themselves in a manner that impressed me. I felt like where they were putting themselves was where I wanted to be in terms of, you know, speaking opportunities or um, partnerships and connections, the artists they were working with, et cetera. I started to then like work out their business model. Where are they? You know, what, what, again, what conferences are they at? What events are they at? What clubs are they in? What, um, associations are they members of what boards are they on how are like how are they presenting that what you know at the time I f- this was still like myspace days guys so um how are they presenting themselves on myspace what did their websites look like uh what was their pr what was their marketing um and yeah i could kind of start to model and then i could go okay well where were they 5 years ago where were they 7 years ago when they were my age what were they doing and who were they connecting with and how are they presenting themselves and I did not, this was, I did not realize I was, I was filtering for values, but essentially I was like, what do I think is cool? And what do I like? And what do I want to emulate? Importantly, what, who do I envy? Envy is a reflection of where you want to be, but you're not there yet. What you want to have that you don't feel like you have yet. And so it's actually like a really awesome growth opportunity when you think about it like that. So I started business hacking and, and modeling and trying to figure out then how I could kind of like walk through those steps. Once again, I've lost my train of thought. (laughs) You guys have so much patience with me. Thank you. So connection points of connection, uh, where I want to be, who I want to connect with, how I want to show up. My values just help, help keep that those gremlins and that inner critic, the, the, the self doubt and self criticism at bay when I want to put myself into a new position and, um, grow my business, put myself out there and the Tony Robbins event. Here we go. So, um, I like Tony Robbins. I mean, I don't know if he triggers you, but like that dude is not for me. So full respect. He changed. I mean, like the man has changed tens of thousands of people's lives and he has been the, the guidepost for incredibly impactful people. So I'd like huge gratitude, huge props, just not for me. But so I went to one of his events as I was sort of stepping out this whole like coaching thing. And I thought, well, like this guy is obviously a badass in his arena there's something for me to learn here. At the time I would have said education and development were probably a top value for me. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm just witnessing 10,000 people lose their minds and just fawn and praise this guy. And, you know, he's getting like all of these dudes to like dance and people to connect and talk with each other. And judgment used to be a huge block for me. 
So I just said, you know what, BZ, like, you're not going to be a dickhead, like play, play, play this man's game. He's obvious, like he's won a game. So just fucking get into it. And I did. And it felt incredibly inauthentic. I was bored by the conversations that I was having. I did not feel a sense of connection to these people in this room. And despite my best attempts at playing the part, it, I just, I felt like an alien. Also, like, it just felt very beginner. And I don't mean that in terms of I'm better than. What I meant was I'd been working on this stuff for a really long time. And, you know, it kind of felt like when I first read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People when I was 18 years old, and I was like, oh, weird. You're in charge of your own experience. It's not everybody else's fault. And if I want to achieve anything, I have to take steps towards that and like a, a focused and consistent manner. Uh, cool. And like my thoughts and my feelings determine my reality. Like, you know, I, at, at that point, it had been 15, 20 years of that that work. And so I, I found myself kind of surrounded by and talking to people who were just coming to terms with that. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it's not that I'm an alien. Maybe I'm just like on a different journey or in a, you know, a different part of my journey. And that's totally fine. And it's actually awesome that these people are open to that. So I'm kind of sitting there mulling this over and we break for lunch and come back and it's just kind of more of the same. And I'm just bored. One of my artists came on as playlist on a band that I had worked with. You know, everybody gets up and starts dancing and I get up and I was like, oh, I have graduated past this. This is an older version of myself that I am clinging to. And I can walk out of this, not from a place of judgment or a place of disrespect or better than, just simply from a place of completion. I don't need this anymore. And I I can't pay for someone to be my guru. Like, I am my own leader in this moment. I am a sovereign autonomous being that like knows what the fuck I'm doing. You know, with a giant smile on my face, because it's always fun when you hear one of your bands on a loudspeaker in a very public place. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I I I left and I enjoyed the rest of my day and I very much celebrated the fact that I would never have allowed myself to do something like that. I invested in this. This is someone who's quote unquote way better than me. How dare I think I know more, better, different? And so it was this this incredibly powerful moment for me where I realized my, you know, my values were no longer in alignment. And it gave me full permission to just simply disengage without any guilt. The judgment, like, don't get me wrong, my uh brain hole was sucking me in with everything that it's got. But Thankfully, I start, I've started to understand like what it feels like to, to trust you know, your heart and to really know. And that was one of those moments that reminded me what that feels like and how that can inform my decisions. And that all comes from your values. So, ooh, this was my little like, oh, I wanted to circle back to this. So avatar development, I might be saying that wrong. Full disclosure, I was not allowed to watch TV or play video games. So I like, I don't get the whole video game thing. I had somebody tell me the other day that I'm an NPC and I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> She's like, you know, like the Oracle that's just there all the time and everyone can see it, but you don't like, you're not really a part of the game. And I was like, sweet. That sounds cool. I'll be your fucking Oracle avatar development. When you are like really doubling down on your values and trying to step into a crazy place, like you can design your new character. 
And that character might feel like something you're playing. I cannot recommend Amy Cuddy's presence. I think that's what it was called. She's she, it was one of those like Ted talks that went viral 12 million views. She wrote a book. The book is, is seeped in science and data, which is why I love it. Cause it mirrors a lot of the woo stuff of like hero poses and positive affirmations, but this shit works. That's why everybody talks about it. So you can design your avatar and that might mean, you know, you're wearing a badass suit and walking into a networking event. Like you were the most successful person there. And so that person smiles and shakes hands and walks up to people who are talking and introduces themselves. And that might not be you at all, but you can play that character. And what Amy Cuddy says is fake it till you become it. I have so many stories about this. I think we're getting to the end here. I can talk about it more. Send me your questions. Like if you've got cues, I will give you some A's. <laughs> this this is all inspired by different questions that people have asked me just in the last couple of weeks. If you want to hear more about avatar development, uh, I'll make a whole episode about that. The point being your values can help you discover who it is you want to show up as? Are you being, you know, I'll just go back to mind the fun, excellent, adventurous, and authentic. And authentic can be an interesting one when you're trying to step into a totally new role and character and also full permission to play different characters, who you might be as a, just to make like a, a female oriented example, but if you're, you know, who you are as a wife and, or who you are as a mother and, or who you are as a daughter and or who you are as a sister, though that can all, you can be a completely different avatar for each of those. And you can play that character in alignment with your values. You can also be a fucking badass boss, babe. I'm like, fuck that shit, but I'm just, you know what I'm talking about. And you can be uh, incredibly service oriented. Uh, you can, you can be hardcore and soft and sensitive, like all at the same time. So that's where I think it gets really fun is understanding you get to play multiple characters and you get to design those characters and they can talk and walk and wear and act and vibe however you want. And that can change as well. So use your values to design your avatar. That's a pretty fun way of stepping into uncomfortable places, knowing that your values are going to filter. They're going to be your guideposts. They're going to provide you with connection and development that is going to keep you on track. And if you feel like you've gotten off track, all you have to do is look back at your values, do this exercise. Sometimes, you know, I, uh, this exercise I can do once every couple, three, five years. Sometimes I'm doing it every three months, like really depends where you're at. So use your values as your filter, as your guidepost, as a, your point of connection to help you develop who that is, you know, the character that you want to play and you, you cannot go wrong. So love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.